prey on transforming lives. You know, uh, and so he, he deceived them. But you know, notice in verse 6, it says, When the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desiring to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate it. Welcome to Transforming Lives a media ministry of Harvest Intercontinental Church in Alexandria, Virginia. Harvest Intercontinental Church, Virginia is a multicultural, missions-oriented, disciple-making church with the purpose of sharing the gospel with as many people as possible in the Northern Virginia area and around the world. Please join Reverend Obadiah Swen for today's message. You know who you are, who the Bible says you are. Amen. The Bible also tells us that the, 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 the devil distorted the word. God has spoken to them clearly and said, In the day that you eat of this, you shall die. He said, You will not surely die. I mean, that means you will die, but not surely die. Okay, that means you will die, but, hey, you know, I don't know where you say surely die. I mean, maybe you would die, um, sin, disobedience, and all of that. And, you know, uh, and, and so he, he deceived them. But you know, notice in verse 6, it says, When the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desiring to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate it. Okay, there are three major temptations that we find in the word. It is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. And you know, and that's what happened. She saw the food. She did, it was desirable to eat. Okay, she saw it. It was the lust of the eye. Uh, uh, it was something that was uh, uh, pleasant to her. Okay, the desire, the, the lust of the flesh. She saw that it was something that was uh, uh, going to make her wise. It was the pride of life. She was desiring something that God had already given, but the devil was deceiving her in order to take away the authority that God had given to her. And once that happened, Adam and Eve died, and sin entered the world. And because of sin, all of us died. So anytime you listen to to read this passage, and you read where the devil says you will not surely die, just walk by the graveyard and see all those people who are in the graveyard and just know that the devil is a liar. He always lies. Amen? The third reason why uh, um, Satan is the source of sickness and disease is that he deceived Adam and Eve to disobey God. He lied, he used trickery and deception to cause them to, dis to, to disobey God. Because the devil knew that disobedience would cause Adam and Eve to be cut off from God's grace and God's plan. Amen. He himself disobeyed God and he was kicked out of heaven. And he wanted Adam and Eve to follow after his disobedience. And every time you see yourself going against the word of God, going against what God said, going against the, the, the plans and the, and the, and the, and the uh, precepts of God, just realize you are following the ways of the devil. Amen. The Bible tells us, wherefore, in Romans chapter 5, wherefore, by one man's sin, 
one man sin enter into the world and death by sin so death passed upon all men for all have sinned amen death reigned over and over again because of Adam and Eve's sin and thank God for Jesus Christ because the Bible says because of one man disobedient many were made sinners so by one man Jesus Christ's obedience many will be made righteous because of Adam and Eve's sin they were cut off there was the curse amen if you read Genesis chapter if you continue reading this this passage when Adam and Eve ate themselves the Bible says they sow fake leaves they were trying to cover up their sin but you know you can never cover up sin because whatever is done in the dark will always come to light Amen. And the Bible tells us that when God came in the cool of the day, when God came to have fellowship with them, they were hiding. Instead of coming to God and running to God, they were running away from God. And that's what sin does. Sin causes you to run away from God. And I want to encourage you to pursue God, to pursue the things of God, to allow God to touch your life and to bring changes into your heart and into your life. And instead of running from God, you need to run to God because God is the one who has the solution to change your life and change your situation and change your circumstances. The devil deceived Adam and Eve, caused them to disobey, and because of that, Adam and Eve submitted themselves to the devil and they became a slave. To the devil and the devil now became the god of this world he used trickery to uh, um, usurp the authority that god gave adam and eve and by high treason he overthrew adam and eve and he took over and adam and eve was were, 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 were put out of the garden but look at what god said the bible tells us that god never leaves anything unturned Amen. God never leaves anything unturned. God always finds a solution in order to bring men back. Um, I read a story of um, Leif Hetland. He's the president of Global Missions Awareness. He shared a story about God's transforming power to break every yoke. He said a few years ago, he was in a country in Asia and he woke up in the morning uh, early in the morning to a sound of a museum calling the neighborhoods to pray. He couldn't go back to sleep and so he turned on the TV and when he turned on the TV in the morning every channel um, there was a Muslim imam teaching on the, uh, 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 um, the television and he recognized one of the men who were teaching and as he was looking at him because he had heard about him and seen him before he heard in his spirit, the Spirit of God said to him, um, Do you see that person? Um, I want you to meet him. And he said, he knew this, that this person was, um, this man was influential um, because he, um, the entire nation was listening to him. He was very influential. But Lee felt that at that point he had too much on his schedule. He didn't want to, to meet this man. So, uh, uh, he, but it seems that it's the, the, the Spirit of God kept that on his heart. It was a burden on his heart. So he contacted his coordinator and asked him to go to the man's headquarters and tell the, peop, tell the man that he wanted to meet him. And so this, the, the coordinator went, tried to book an appointment 
for Lee to meet this man, but he, they couldn't do it because they were not even able to meet with the secretary's secretary. And so they came back and told him, he said, it's impossible, this man, it's impossible to meet him, he's so busy, there's no way to meet him. And so he thought it was, it was um, okay, he was off the hook. And then the Holy Spirit said to him again, no, I didn't say I want you to try to meet him, I said I want you to meet him. And um, Lee said he, he was having a conversation with the Spirit of God, he said, but I don't know how, because it is impossible, and the Spirit of God said, yes, good. Um, and he said, uh, uh, it's even better. Now let's begin. And then he said, the Spirit of God said to him, when you look at his face, what do you see? So he was having this conversation with this man and he was thinking, okay, what do I see? And he, in the natural, he couldn't see, but he knew that the Spirit of God was trying to get him to see how God sees this man. And notice God always sees us from what we can become. God sees our future, our, uh, our potential. God doesn't look at us based on our past or our failure or, or the things that, um, you know, he always sees what we can become. If you look in a, 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 with Jesus, Jesus said to Peter, you are Simon, uh, Simon but your name will be Peter. Amen. So God always see what we can become. Amen. Um, the Bible tells us that God changed the name of Abraham to Abraham. Amen. God changed the name of Jacob to Israel. God always look, amen, on what we can become. When Gideon was saying to the, 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 uh, um, to the angel of the Lord, I am the least, I am the poorest, my family is the least, and we are the poorest, we are the, the least in, the, in, in Israel. The angel of the Lord called him the man of violence. Amen. So God always see our potential. And so the Spirit of God was saying to leave. He said, uh, um, when you see him, what, when you look at his face, what do you see? And he was wondering. And, and so he just uh, began to listen. And then the Spirit of God said to him, he is a man of peace. And so he, he, he realized, well, okay, he's a man of peace. Um, he may not be a man of peace right now, but God is speaking peace over him. And so he called his coordinator and some of the people that were with him, and he said, we are going to meet this man. We're going to, to, to his headquarters. And they said to him, well, the, man, the people said that they, you could, can't meet him. Why are you going? There's no way for you to meet him. He said, no, we are going to meet him. He said, How, what's your strategy? He said, I'm going to give him the peace award. And so he, he purchased a glass copter. He wrote on it the first uh, uh, annual peace award from his ministry. And he and his friends, they went to this man's headquarters and they announced to them that they came from the peace committee and they were there to give this man the peace award. And so the people made a way and he, he went. He was in the back room with this man and there were... Uh, uh, they took him into the back room. There were 100 other imams that were there, and there were women there. Uh, and then he gave this man the peace award, um, the annual peace award. Um, after he gave the man the peace award, the man held his hand. Um, he began to look at himself now as the, the person of peace. And so all of the imams there in this particular country came and they were shaking. This man hand and they are shaking our um, leaf hand. And because leaf went there with peace and love. 
And the Bible tells us perfect law casts out fear. So fast forward, leave began, began a relationship with this man. Several years after, about three years after this man came to the States, Leaf has his headquarters in um, Atlanta. Um, he and Leaf were at the same uh, um, conference. And when they met, the man said to Leaf, he said, I want to meet, I want to go to your office. And so they went to Atlanta. They spent three days together. Why there, Leaf had him in his office and they were, um, Leaf in his office, all of a sudden, he began to experience the presence of God over his life. And he said, what's happening to me? I'm feeling a tingling all over my body. I'm feeling this wave of tingling coming all over him. And then Leaf said, because of the relationship, he, he, he said to him, can I pray for you? And the man said, yes. And he put his hands over his head and he prayed for him. And when he prayed for him, the man said, fire, fire coming all through my body. And he did not know that this man was sick. He had a, a allergy problem, a gluten allergy. And he put his hands on his stomach and this man was completely healed. The man was so impressed by that, that Lee was supposed to take him to the, to the airport. He came back to, to leave and he said he wanted to go to in, in his office again and experience the same presence and the power of God over his life. And Leaf prayed over him. He went to his meeting. He went to California. He had a meeting and people from there were asking, calling Leaf and asking him what has happened to our leaders. And so this man, because of that encounter, God began to do something in his heart and in his life. The man now began to see things from God's perspective. See things from God. Things that you consider insignificant before. He began now to see it. He began to see the sick. He began to see the hurting in his country. He began to see people who were barren and, and poor. He began to see and his heart began to be broken because of that. He went back home. And he asked, well, before he went back home, he asked Leaf to go to his hotel and pray for his family. He prayed for his family. He went back home. He called, put an a, 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 a ad in the newspaper uh, in a, uh, uh, um, that he was going to conduct healing in the name of Jesus in a Muslim mosque. And he called people to come. And then he texted Leaf and said to him, I have all these people that are in the morgue. I have uh, um, here, they, they, they came to, to receive healing prayer, but I don't know what to do. And then Leaf said, he prayed for him and told him, he said, just close your eyes and rest in God and ask Jesus to come and minister and then pray a simple prayer of healing. And they, um, Leaf said, as this man closed his eyes and he was uh, were praying, Leaf was on the phone and this man had a, a vision. In the vision he saw Leaf and then he saw behind Leaf he saw Jesus and he saw the nail print in Jesus' hand. And when he prayed for the people, many of them in the Muslim mosques were healed. God knows our destiny. He is a good God and God wants to bring healing and deliverance to us. The Bible tells us that God, every good and every pleasant gift comes from God. And even when Adam and Eve 
uh, um, disobeyed God, and because of that, they were cast out of the garden, and Satan thought he was in control. The Bible tells us in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, God said to the devil, he said, The sea I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed, and he shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. Amen. What God was saying, that God has create, made Jesus and planned that Jesus from the foundation of the world would come and restore men back unto him and bruise and destroy the works of the devil and, and, and bring men back to God. Amen. So the fourth reason why the devil is the cause of sickness and disease is because Jesus came to break the curse. Say it with me. Say, Jesus came to break the curse. Amen. Jesus came to break the curse. Amen. God knew that the devil was going to deceive Adam and Eve and to, 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 to take to use up the authority. But the Bible says the Son of God was slain before the foundation of the eye to break every curse. And God pronounced I will put enmity between your seed and the woman, I mean you and the woman, and between her seed and your seed, and she will bruise your head, and uh, um, you shall bruise his seed. What, the, what God was doing, he was prophesying to the devil that your head, the devil's head, will be crushed. And that's exactly what Jesus did when he went on the cross. When he died on the cross and he rose again, he destroyed principalities and power. I like how Hebrew um, 2.14 puts it. It says, He, Jesus, in a similar manner, partook of the same nature, and by going through death, he might bring to naught and make of none effect he who had the power of death. That is the devil. Amen. What Jesus did by dying on the cross, Jesus brought to naught, or to nothing, so to speak. He destroyed, dismantled, crushed, cancer, brought to non-effect the power of the devil over our lives. The Bible says in Hebrew that many were uh, afraid of death, but Jesus destroyed the devil who had the power of death. He brought to naught, he broke it, brought it to nothing. Amen. And the Bible lets us know that sin shall have no dominion over us anymore. Why? Because we are not under the law. We are under grace. Jesus on Calvary destroyed principalities and powers and made an open show of them, triumphing over them. In it, he broke down every barrier, destroyed every obstacle, removed every yoke that the devil had over man, and redeemed us. We do not have to succumb to the plan of the devil anymore. The devil has no power over you except that which you give to him. Amen. You need to know sickness and disease has no power over you except that which you yield. To him. You should understand that Jesus paid the price for your healing. The Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 8, Therefore it is said that when he ascended, that Jesus, when he ascended on high, 
He led captivity captive. He led a train of vanquishing forth. And he bestowed gift unto men. That means Jesus defeated the enemy. And Jesus led those who were captured by the devil. He carried them into God's plan and kingdom into, the, the, into heaven. He led those who were captured, those who died, who were serving God before Jesus came. He led them back with a train in glory. The Bible tells us in Psalm chapter 2 and Psalm chapter 22, it says, uh, um, Open the gates. For the king of glory is coming in. Amen. Jesus, the king of glory, destroyed the works of the devil and brought about the victory that God gave us. Amen. Jesus came to redeem us from sin, sickness, death, and he destroyed the plans of the devil. No longer shall the demons and the devil and his forces or principalities and powers have power over you. No longer. You should know that Jesus said it. He said it this way in Luke chapter 10. He said, Behold, he said, I saw Satan fall like a lightning. Behold, I gave you power and authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the powers of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm you. Amen. Jesus has given us power and authority to trample upon serpents and scorpions. And we know beyond a shadow of a doubt that nothing, absolutely nothing, shall by any means harm us. We can experience and continue to experience the power of God. The Bible tells us that God has delivered us from the power of darkness or the kingdom of darkness and translated us or transferred us into the kingdom of His dear Son. We are children of God. Redeemed set apart to experience the grace and the power of God. We do not have to succumb to all that the devil brings our way. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's stand to our feet. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Amen. Jesus came to break the curse. Jesus came to redeem us. Jesus came to, to bind us back and give us authority and power. Amen. And we do not have to live in sin. We do not have to continue to be sick. We do not have to allow sickness and disease to rule over our bodies. We can uh, 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 live in victory because Jesus redeemed us from the curse of the Lord. Amen. Those of you, let's, let's, I want us to just lift up our voice right now and just talk to God. Take a few minutes, just talk to God right now. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Just talk to God. Father, we bless you. We gave you the glory. We gave you the praise. Amen. Amen. If you, if you are watching and streaming with us and you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, we want to give you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. The Bible says that God loves you with an everlasting love and he sent Jesus to die on the cross for you. That if you will accept him as your Lord and Savior and forsake your sin, you shall be saved and experience everlasting life. And if you desire to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please pray this prayer with me. Church, let's pray together. Say it with me. Say, Jesus, I believe in my heart that you died on the cross for me. Come into my heart now. Forgive me of my sins. I want to serve you 
for the rest of my life. Friend, if you just said I prayed, then I want to let you know that you are born again and that Jesus is the Lord of your life. We want you to write us so that we can send you some material so that you can grow in your Christian world. You can text us, you can email us, or you can go to our website and send us or mail us um, your testimony so that we can be able to stay in contact with you. If you are living in the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area, we want to encourage you to come and worship with us here at one of our services. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to pray for also for those of you who are sick in your body. Jesus destroyed the curse. He broke the barrier. I want you now, us now, to pray so that you can experience healing. If you can just put your hands on your heart, we want to pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I release healing to your people. I plead your blood over their lives. I pray, Lord, that you will heal the body from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. I curse every sickness and every disease. I curse arthritis. I curse cancer. I curse uh, uh, um, diabetes. Every form of sickness, leukemia, I curse it in the name of Jesus. COVID-19, I curse it from the roots and I command it to go and to die. I command you to be healed from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. I pray now that you will experience the power of God in your life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for spending this time with us. We do not like to end our broadcast without giving you the opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. The Bible says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Friends, if you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Friends, we are excited that you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. We would like to send you some free materials to help you grow in your Christian faith. This has been a presentation of Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Harvest Intercontinental Church, Virginia. Please join us at one of our services on Sunday at 11 a.m. Contemporary Worship, Wednesday at 8 p.m. Bible Study, and Friday at 8 p.m. Intercessory Prayer. For more information about Harvest Intercontinental Church, Virginia, and how you can partner with us, please visit our website at harvestersvirginia.com or email us at admin at harvestersvirginia.com. Mm-hmm.